Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Orville Ketchum himself, actor Peter Spellis. Man, talk about a great guy. He was a lot of fun to talk about, just his connections with the B-movies, growing up in New York City, improv and comedy background, and just his love for B-movies. But before we get into what this movie is just the most unique being, and I think that we've covered, we covered Terror Tunes and all these other ones, but Sorority House Massacre 2 just has this element to it that's kind of like movie magic. But before I get into it, I got to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, Doug. You know, how are you doing? Man, I, I'm I'm pretty good. I th- we talked about before we started the episode. Uh, I was talking about like I saw this. I swear I saw this younger. But I couldn't have seen it the full thing if it was on TV on Joe Bob Briggs uh, driving, because obviously we'll get into you know we see a lot of you know the boobs in this movie more than I think if you took all the sequels that we covered before <laughs> this, I don't think it comes close. Really? No, I mean. I- yeah, I mean, definitely does not come close. Um, I've never seen a movie like this either. And, you know, and I, and I keep saying that each movie we see. Um, but this is, you know, what, what do they consider? Like a splatterhouse cleavage? I, I forget the, the box cover was like cleavage and cleavers or something like that. It was, it was something like ridiculous. Like this is <laughs> like it was such a weird, a weird movie, but it's a movie where they knew how just dumb it was and they had fun with it. That's 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 my take on it. No, I totally agree. I, I I actually like these kind of movies, and we have a few of them in a row coming up that I think sort of get it. And again, this movie, I laughed. There were some really funny lines throughout this movie. Not all the time. It wasn't like it was a comedy knockdown, like you know, like an airplane two or scary movie four. You know. No, it definitely had its moments. Um, I'll tell you though, I don't, I don't see this movie being made today. Um, I mean, it. I mean, like, you know, the eighty. I, mean, I say the eighties, but this took place. It was made in nineteen ninety, correct? Yeah. Well, I don't know when it was made, but yeah. Okay. Because it looks like it was made in nineteen eighty. Like oh, you know, yeah. like it, you know, it had that old look to it. But I mean, like, they don't make movies like this anymore, and I understand why. Uh, you know, um, but for the time, <laughs> I mean. Literally, like you said, the, the tons of boobs and just lingerie throughout the whole movie, which is it's necessary, but not necessary. You know, <laughs> um, it was it was amazing. It was just it was just such a bizarre movie. It was it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. So let's get right into it. So New Horizons home video, which is Robert Roger Corman, man. Unbelievable, but we get a quick title, you know, nothing much before the title, but it makes sense because this movie has nothing to do with Sorority House Massacre, the first one. It was actually going to be called Nighty, Nighty Nightmares, <laughs> and or it's going to be called, oh no, it's called Jim Wynorski's House of Babes. That was going to be <laughs> one of them, and then Nighty Nightmares, and they're like, you know what, let's just call it Sorority House Massacre 2. And, and so there's no there's nobody from the first movie into in, in this movie. No, and some of the archive footage, the flashbacks that we'll get into later, are from Slumber House Massacre. 
You know, it's funny. I had to look that up because I'm looking like, all right, so this must be like scenes from the first movie. And when I looked it up and I read the article, I was amazed that they're using clips from another movie. Uh, and and I mean the movie starts off with a flashback, right? The girl in the corner. Yes. Okay, but there's a flashback in the flashback. There is a flashback. <laughs> okay, I just I just wanted to make sure I was I was watching the same thing. Okay, it's like a flashback for us, but it's not for her. And it's funny when that was happening. I, I thought the same thing. Like she was fla- obviously it's her, us flashing back, but it's. It wasn't her, but just her saying, you got to remember, you got to remember. And how did she come to this school in this uh, small town? Like from what, what was her accent? I couldn't, I couldn't pick where she was from. I was thinking like Australia or New Ze- Zealand. Something yeah, like I was, that. I mean, I don't know. It was Irish, England. I mean, like, it was just a weird accent, but like it did not fit with the rest of the girls. And, you, and I have mean, to be honest. That, that accent can't be called Linda. Is Linda not an Australian name? <laughs> Wait, these girls had names? <laughs> oh, I, I heard them all down, yeah. <laughs> all, they um, when Jim wrote, Jim Wynorski, who we're actually going to be interviewing next week uh, for Munchie Strikes Back, uh, he wrote and directed this. And I'm telling you, all the names of this are probably the most popular names of 1990. It's like Linda, <laughs> Jessica, Chris. I might have been distracted because I, I didn't know they had names. Uh, well, I, I always remember Janie. <laughs> I don't know why. I no, I, you know what? I liked her too. That oh, was that, okay. she was she was my favorite too. Didn't she last long. Her. Yeah, but she didn't she didn't last long. Well, I called her first, man. You okay, can. all right, that's fine. No, now you know I was going to say. So I went to college. I'm in a fraternity. I was you know friends with a lot of sororities, and you know I never seen a sorority like this. This this was I mean like I don't know if sororities in the eighties were were different, but. I mean, uh, we got to get into that. <laughs> I, just, I have a l- so many questions. <laughs> I know we will. We will definitely get into that. <laughs> so yeah. So then, like we talked about, you got to remember. You got to remember, and then we get like that kind of like flashback dream sequence, and then we just cut away to this house. Just like this house for sale. You see, it, like boarded up, and then two cars pull up, and like we mentioned, five. Just so hot. Do or do five. <laughs> Hot people hang out like that. Do they not let any other women in? Do they like? Well, I always thought that, I thought there was a rule that usually, like in a group of like five girls, is always like one that's ugly. Because yeah, she, she, she has to be like the voice of reason. You I know, think was, uh, I think you that was in the Constitution. I think Jefferson. That's what I thought, but uh, not in this movie. So, yeah, and then yeah. it almost took me a second to realize that the girl saying, "You got to remember." Because, again, I read about the archive footage from Slumber House Massacre, so I was like, oh, maybe that's from it for some reason. But when I was like, oh, that's that girl. So, oh, okay. I had no idea. I, I Honestly, I, I even think I forgot about that scene already. By the time these girls came out of the car, I, I forgot how it started. <laughs> so with this movie, do you know there's somebody in this movie, well, besides Peter Spellis, who has like a small role in Munchie, that was in another movie that we covered? You're not going to say Samurai Cop, are you? Yeah, <laughs> that that I knew. <laughs> that, that is... <laughs> that's amazing, right? That 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 that's the only thing I know about this movie. Um, and I I, I don't remember why. Um, I I probably looked up the girls that were in yeah. the movie, seeing what else were they were in, and I saw. So yeah, 
Yeah, because Melissa Moore was in the original Samurai Cop, and then she has that really weird. Remember when basically it's his kid in Samurai oh. Cop too? <laughs> so, again, another movie that I've never seen anything like. You know. So yeah, this guy Eddie, who's barely in the movie, that is like somehow dating again. Are they? Are they all these women college age? I don't think so. But yeah, but wait, wait. You talking about the guy that drove up with them? Yeah. Okay, that guy looked like he could be a father. First of all, oh, I know, I know. And for, I thought I was thinking like maybe he just picked them up because like I wasn't sure if like they knew him, but that was a very uncomfortable kiss they did. It was like a long, like it was just it was just a weird it was a weird kiss. A that was weird, and like obviously uh, Melissa Moore's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> so the best is sometimes like. Obviously, I curse. People curse. But the way he delivered that line, I think he said, you sure you don't want to help me with it? Are you sure you don't want me to help you with that shit? <laughs> Just like, wait, this guy's trying to be nice, trying to get her to hang out that night. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to help you with that shit. I'm like, what? But see, that that's what makes me think, like, he doesn't even know them. Like, he, like, they were hitchhiking or something. Because, like, they didn't act like they were, like, together. It was like a weird, it was like a weird relationship there. No, it was awkward, and then later we find out, obviously, they're, they're, that they're dating. But what's funny about it is, yeah, it looked that awkward. Again, they shot this movie in seven days. They probably met a day before that. Like, All right, now you got to kiss in five minutes. So it definitely was a little awkward, but they were like, yeah, they're dating. I'm like, they're dating? Like, like, yeah. Oh, I wish we had something like you and Eddie have. You're so lucky. It's like, that guy lucky? That's lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. So then we see the peeper. We see somebody peeping from across the street, breathing really heavy and just watching her. And yeah, he, You know what? He breathes heavy a lot in this movie. I'm concerned about him a little bit. I Yeah, I'm concerned for his health. And then <laughs> when, we get to, when we first meet him, it's unreal. <laughs> but isn't this house like the per- – that's what's funny about this movie. This house is perfect for a horror movie. No electricity. The phone's out. But they have the essentials: peanut butter, marshmallows, beer. Oh, I, I, I know. I wrote that. Th- so yeah. So first of all, you know, I can't imagine these five girls. None of them, except for one, knows what the house looks like, and they're going to move in with just a sleeping bag. All they had was a sleeping bag and a bag. And she wrote. I wrote this down. She goes, um, peanut butter, crackers, and popcorn. She goes, well, we go, well, we, we have all the essentials we need or something like that. And there's peanut butter, popcorn and crackers. <laughs> and don't forget that the, the electrician, the, the phone guy, the electrician. And I forget what the other one was. Oh, they're the coming mover. at six o'clock, the mover, 6 a.m. Yeah. All three of them are coming 6 a.m. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I can barely get them coming like nine to 10 o'clock in the morning. I, I don't think 6 a.m. anyone's working. Like that was such a bizarre time to say. Like, and it's usually like a 17 hour window. So you don't make any plans. <laughs> like, you know, will be there between 6 a.m. And I don't know, Christmas. But I mean, the, I, I, I can understand maybe the movers, if they're moving from like another state and they just, that's the time they arriving. Um, but I'm assuming they're all in the same state. So it's like, yeah. they're probably not moving that far, Yeah. but 6 a.m. for an electrician. <laughs> no, that's true. So let's talk about that. So they obviously go to the school before, right? Because they it's not like they would all like get together and be like, hey, we're gonna go there. Because the exposition in the beginning, she goes, Hey, don't worry. Because they're like, Can we afford this? I'm like, anybody afford that place is 
total shithole, but she's five years, years. five years. So it's been abandoned for five years. No. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, we find out like why, Yeah. but the thing that's crazy about it, she's like, yeah, we can afford it. The money from the local chapter, the university, like all this stuff. And I'm just like, so don't they, where are they living before this? That they have to move in and sleep on the floor. Like you said, sleeping bags. And it's not even clean inside. And why is there only five girls? Like, I mean, sorority, usually uh, you're getting, you know, you would have a lot more girls. This is, this is five girls. Like, are they starting their own, for, you know, sorority? Or are they like the five important, isn't there like five important ones in like a frat? Well, I mean, there's, the, the, there's leadership roles, but at the same time though, I mean, if you're all going to live there, then they can afford a, a better house. Cause if you're going to have multiple, if you're going to have 20 girls living in the house, you're all going to be paying. God, could you imagine 20 girls in this movie? <laughs> Well, you have to watch it twice. <laughs> well, let me uh, go ahead. I don't. I don't want to say anything to ruin the movie. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, uh, and in this movie, so we talked about like these are the stats from like a different movie, and it's from uh, Slumber Party Massacre Two. I don't know. Do you ever see Rock and Roll High School Forever with Corey Feldman? It came no. out like I think a year or two before this, like. But anyway, he's like a rocker in high school. His band actually plays the was Corey song. Was Corey Heyman there too? He was not in there. Uh-oh. Okay. He was probably like, hey, this is me. But here's yeah. the story about this movie. So Roger Corman and his wife, Julia, were going to Europe. Jim Wynorski heard about these sets that are getting destroyed in a few weeks. So he went to Julie behind Roger's back. He said, I want to make a horror movie before they get dismantled. I'll do it in seven days. So she put a hold on it without telling her husband. He didn't even know until they got back from Europe that a movie was filmed and they funded this movie. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Another cool thing, across the street, I guess it's where later in the movie we see Orville staring at the house. That On that side of the street, I don't know if it's the one he's standing in front of, it's the house from people under the stairs. Really? It's in that same neighborhood, yeah. I wonder if... So they, so they filmed this after the other movie, correct? Like, yeah. so like, so I wonder like the way it was left, I wonder yeah. if that's how they, they went in, like the crooked picture on the wall. Like, like, I wonder like they like literally like they moved in like the next day and whatever was there, like they made it look like it was an abandoned, but it's really how it was left. Yeah. They were probably, they probably left all. Yeah. It was probably trash left trash. It was probably sitting there dirty. They're probably like, this is perfect for a five-year abandoned house. And you know what? It w- would also make sense because it is a five-year abandoned house. The upstairs is completely empty, but the basement is stocked with stuff. Like the basement is so full of uh, like props. So I wonder if it's the props left from the other movie that were just left in the basement. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I think the basement was from somewhere out the house and the basement, but I think the upstairs was from Rock and Roll. Uh, the Rock and Roll High School Forever movie. Oh, they have a bear trap in Rock and Roll Forever? Yeah. Corey Elvin, he falls in it. <laughs> it totally ruins the movie. So then with this is what we were talking about before. So, again, they have to be going to the school, right? So Janie does this whole reveal when they're standing there. And she goes, oh, there was a family here that was murdered five years ago. That's how we got this deal. And I'm just like, wait, they go here. Wouldn't they know about this? They, they again. This is a trope we see in every single movie. Somehow, you know, a big thing happens in a town, yet no one knows about. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how. I guess you can't even do. You couldn't do it. I guess 
because no matter what, like you said, it's not like you would go to a school, start a sorority and like enroll and do all that. So I wonder if there's any workaround. I guess you just have to like put it in there and hope nobody catches that. Well, it also, what it like, we don't know what year they are, right? I mean, it could be sophomores, like, so maybe like, Maybe they just, I mean, maybe they're sophomores. I mean, obviously they're not freshmen because they're already in a sorority, but maybe they're sophomores. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. With that. I, th- I bet you they stay back a lot. I, I'm, I'm sure they got a lot of double Ds. Whew. How to come out. That's totally a total bad joke. <laughs> and it starts. So, so then again, we talked about like this house, perfect for a horror movie, no electricity. No, you know, no phone lines, no anything. Oh, storm happening. <laughs> I love the storm footage uh, when they showed the lightning bolt. It was the same one. <laughs> it, it, the same exact one. It looked like it, it could have been like in, in like Frankenstein. Like when, oh. when he, it, it just looked like that, that cartoony, you know, electricity. But it was the same exact lightning bolt every single time. <laughs> yeah. And so then this is where the, it's, it begins. So Janie wants, they go, Hey, Janie, do you think it's raining? She's like, I don't know. Let me check. And then she opens the window. It's Orville Ketchum. Peter Spells himself just staring. There are multiple times where if this was real life, they should have left the house a long time ago. And somehow they just keep staying there one thing after another. Like, I mean, again, if, if, I, if I entered a house that had a bunch of mice, I'm out of there. Just mice. Yeah. Here they have a creepy guy that's staring, and that's only the start of their troubles. And they're still hanging out there. Like I, I don't understand. And you, you, I, I would think now you got five attractive women here that are going to college. They, they're you know obviously into themselves and glamour and all that. I don't think they're staying in a house like this until it's like fixed up. You know, there's no, I bet no, if some guy was like, "Hey, you want to come back to my place?" and it looked like that, they would not sleep over. Not at all. So, you know, there, there, there's that. That's an issue right there. No, 100%. But they, all, but they all had sleeping bags. They did all have sleeping bags. <laughs> so, so you said, like, if there was mice, you'd leave. How about even after Janie tells that thing, like, hey, you know, because afterwards she even says, like, oh, whatever, guys, you know. The, but then when Orville, this creepy neighbor, staring through the window, then when he gives, like, hey, I'm the one who found the bodies here. I came here. There are still blood everywhere. And then we get the flashback sequence, which you'll love this. The only reason they added it was to add runtime to the movie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's awesome. That's, but it makes sense. Cause I don't, I don't know what else they could have done. So, I mean, that's, that's, that makes sense. Wasn't that creepy like that? I think that was actually from the first slumber party massacre. I think it what, what, was what, the guy with the drill. Yeah. No, I yeah, know. that was from one. Right. I, I guess that was from one of the, but that, I mean, that, if that was like a real footage from the horror movie, that looked way creepier than this movie. At, I mean, like I look out, I was a horror movie. Like oh, that dude, looked like a real, that guy playing dead under a sleeping bag and his wife picking it up. And he's like, <laughs> stabs her a jaw and then he goes and kills her too. And then the whole time while we're watching it, it's like, uh, like ESPN football, like uh, getting highlights he's breaking down all the kills while they're happening. It's almost like Orville is in the room with a TV on breaking it down with X's and O's because he's like, then he killed the two daughters. And I'm like, oh my God. Was that what he was watching? When he was watching TV? 
Well, you can barely watch anything. I, I was, I, well, okay, we'll get to that part. Um, yeah, you know, it, and that's the part where they it was it was a flashback and a flashback. So in her flashback of telling the story of what happened, she's talking about a flashback, or he's talking about a flashback. So it's it's someone else's flashback in her flashback. How does that work? It, what is it, like Inception? <laughs> <laughs> And then, so Jamie, she's like, I guess she'd be like the, she's the leader of the pack. I would say she, Jamie. Which one's that? The, the, right, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Black hair. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yes. No, I'd say she's the leader because she takes the lead and she goes to Orville. She's like, well, ladies, she introduced all the girls by name. And then, then he remembers them because he says them later, which is really creepy. <laughs> but when he pulled, Puts his hand in his pants and says, "Well, you ladies, you're going to be needing this." And he fishes in his crotch, like you know, some guy. Like, no, no, wait, he, 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 what did he say? Uh, um, you're going to need this. What did he say? What was the exact yeah, line? Yeah, ladies, you're going to oh. be needing this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and they like sh- turn a little bit, and then he pulls out a key. Oh my god! And just, how long do you think that key was there? Do you think like he before he came across? Like, do you think it's always there, or do you think like, oh, you know what? The girls are moving in. Let me grab my key now and put it down there. Or do you think it just sits there the whole time? Well, the first one is what I think it is because it's probably covered and disgusting. And Jamie says, "Oh, guys, it's still warm." <laughs> but the second one's even funnier if he's like, "Oh, let me go over to the old hockey center place," and he's like, "Oh crap, the key!" and he pulls. Comically pulls his pants out and then drops it. Well, I think it'd be funny if he like he, he goes, you know, you need need this, and he pulls out like a sandwich. He goes, no, wait, wait, hold on, and he goes back in there and pulls something else out until he gets the key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just like again, to show like that there's sorority and like a bunch of friends, like there's some lines that are like great, but they're like, can you say psycho? And they're like, I thought you could, and all the girls at the same time. Their, their, their relationship is is so weird. Like, is it is it like a is it like a lesbian sorority? Um, I don't know. Or I, I'm not I'm not a girl, so I don't know if. if or I mean, you you always hear about like slumber parties. They always have pillow fights and that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, we know according to Grizzly, they have grab ass in the woods yeah, when men's when men are having a sleepover. So maybe uh, this is what women do. Yeah, well, one can dream. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is the next part. So Orville, the first thing he does after he goes, like, maybe in his mind, he's like, man, I'm going to get these chicks. I'm going to impress these ladies. He's sitting down watching that TV, which is like, how old is that TV? Old TV. And it's like it's like when you're trying to trying to find that, like the movie in between channels and you're flipping back and forth. That's what the screen looked like. Like there wasn't a full screen. So I couldn't understand what he was watching. It was like it was weird. It looked like, uh, you know, 1993, Doug, looking for the Spice Channel. (laughs) (laughs) And he said the nipple would be like floating around on the screen. But but he was sitting there watching it like he understands everything he's watching. Like it, it, like he's watching platoon. Like he was sitting there, like totally watching, and like 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 I, I again. There was he's a bizarre character. He, he's seen that show before. <laughs> and how it is so that when he gets up because he's like thinking about the house across the street. How about when he goes in the drawer again? I think it's funny. I think it's a purposely put in joke. He pulls out five perfect newspapers from five years ago. 
and they're and they're all about the murders, yeah. except for except for the last one. Oh, what did that say? Elvis lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then that's even funnier because Later on. the next scene. Yep. Oh. Yep. But it, 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 I, I mean, again, I don't I don't know if they were purposely trying to make this like funny horror oh, yeah. movie. Oh, there. So, no. So, Jim, uh, I have it somewhere. But his quote, he goes, I, well, I needed to make it in seven days. I wrote it in four, cast it in two and started filming right away. But he said, I wanted to make sure there's a, a lot of boobs, blood. And I wanted to throw out as many jokes as I could, like comedy. Um, Dude, that I think that's so funny. I didn't even notice that last one. I was probably yeah. right. Yeah. And I the first thing I noticed was like these are like perfect newspapers from five years ago. No dust. Still perfect condition. Well, I mean, considering the house is five years old and is like no cobwebs or dust either in the house. This is Orville's house. I'm talking. No, about. I know that, but I mean, even the other house, there's, oh, there's yeah. it's pretty clean and <laughs> there's no electricity, but it's pretty bright in there. I know they have candles all over the place. But it, oh, okay. it, it's, it's a pretty bright house. Well, let's talk about that. What is this, like a meatloaf video? <laughs> or uh, uh, Belinda Carlisle? What the heck song was that? In the video, there was a million candles. In the a million back. candles and, and um, a total eclipse of the heart. Was that that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And w- there's a lot of fla- big flashlights. Like, did they bring them themselves? Or yeah. they, they just happen to be there? We hear about this one that uses like a car battery. <laughs> But all the flashlights look like that. No, I know. <laughs> well, they, they did walk in with a sleeping bag and one small bag each. So maybe the small bag had a the big flashlight in there. I hope so. <laughs> and their stale beer and their tequila. Crackers, popcorn, and... Uh... <laughs> so then what they're doing, the next thing, they go into the basement, which I don't know why you do that. During a storm. Uh, anyway, so they go into the basement with the crotch key. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I love that they just start like they, this is when they're like looking around and they, like right away they find a Ouija board and a bloody doll. Oh my god! Again, you're you're uh, out of the house. I mean, uh, so this is like you know clue number two that you shouldn't be there. Yeah, creepy neighbor. Yeah, bloody doll. Yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> and then again. So do girls do this as a sleepover? So if any ladies are listening at sequels only on all social media, let us know if you all after, you know, they get, they get into a room and they go, ladies, let's get changed and meet back down here in a few minutes. Like, wait, is it? And Jamie tells them that she is like the conductor of this band. Get changed means put on underwear and bra. Some of them are, and now these are hot girls, but they're definitely wearing granny panties. The, well, I think that was the eighties style. Remember, they were like always like that. I I, I guess. I mean, uh, I don't. I, I, in the eighties, I was a little young, so I didn't see too many underwear. But uh, yeah, I, you know that. And they sh- did they shower also? Is this a shower scene too? Well, Is we're gonna get that. And okay. We're almost okay. There. Okay. All right. I'm almost there. <laughs> No, then we cut to the two cops in the pouring rain. Uh, well, okay, wait. Before, do the cops have like I don't understand the purpose of this movie. Like besides filler, they're, they're clearly oh, this the part in the movie. I guess so. We'll, well, there's more <laughs> things that make no sense about them. But this guy has an inkling. I guess we can talk about it now. It doesn't spoil it. He has this inkling. This whole movie. It seems like he's had this inkling for five years. 
that old man Hawk Setter who killed his family in this house five years ago didn't do it. And maybe it was the neighbor or will catch me. Always had a feeling about it. Why did I go to the house? And why is he just having this feeling now? And who called him to say that? that, that that's that's my question. So like they, 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 someone told him who, unless it was the neighbor that called him. The creepy or, neighbor. I was thinking of this. And again, why would, A, would the same real estate person be in charge of selling the house? Do you think he went to the real estate agent five years ago? He's like, hey, this is house on the market. What it sells? Give me a ring. Sure, officer. Well, I mean, we do find out that the phone does work later on. So maybe the phone is, is maybe just that one phone is not working, but the other one's doing some, one of the other girls called. <laughs> maybe. It just made like, it just, again, I think, I feel like the whole, every time they went back to the cops, it was, it was such filler. Like, cause well, whoa, really, whoa, whoa. well, the other, the, the other time we see them, it's, I laughed so hard. <laughs> oh, well, what, who was there when you were the laughing? Yeah. <laughs> so I do like his name block, maybe like blockhead. Cause he is kind of dumb. I think that detective is like really, I don't know. I, I, well, wasn't blockhead a, a cartoon name of a character That's blockhead. Dumb. Oh yeah, Blood- Pokey, yeah, yeah. So the girl in the car actually was. Uh, she's in Munchie. She was the teacher in Munchie. Tony Naples. For some reason, in this movie, she goes by a different name. But her and Jim actually. Did. Well, I mean, maybe she doesn't want to be associated with this movie. <laughs> oh, and she puts her name on Munchie. <laughs> well, I mean, this movie again. The the women are just in a way based on what's going on today, kind of in a d- disgraceful way. I mean, these, these women are, you know, forced to walk around in underwear and, and like, you know, so maybe she doesn't want to be attached to it. Well, she's in a movie called dinosaur Island and her name is Tony Naples in that. And she's scandally dressed throughout that entire movie. So. Ah, so she's a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> and later at the strip club, her, she has a distaste for that. Oh, and then here it is. We cut to it. This is uh, this is like we hit our boob quota for this whole podcast. Like in this, in this whole like. Well, I would say all, in all the movies we saw, and that were had boobs. The boobs were like very quick and accidental. They were like Acc- accident. Right. There was nothing. This one, every boob shot is a long boob shot, and like it's almost like they each had to take turns showing the boobs, like in different ways. And uh, yeah, this is this is the start of it. Because once you saw one, it was like it was like a domino effect. No, I know that's what was funny. It was just like boom, 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 boom. But yeah, so wait, wait, I, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> no, I was trying to think of like just Friday night. Two, it was like kind of like an accidental, like that girl walked in the room. But I don't think do we hit, do any movies that it was like purposeful. Like, I mean, I. It, my, might have. I mean, we, we we talked about it a lot because, you know, the 80s rule. So, I mean, I had to. I mean, I don't remember. Again, nothing that really stood well, out Friday that the 13th, long. both of them, they were like kind of like side, yes. like a little Quick. bit. This right. Like- no, this was starting off with this lower leg, working the way up the whole body. I mean, and showering with no curtain at all. I this- was thinking maybe they just like the house. Again, if it's in that much of a disarray. No electricity. You can't have a shower curtain, right? Okay. Okay. Not only that. So if the house has been used in five years and there's no electricity, no phone, why is the water running? Who's paying for that? So I mean, I mean, she did say it was cold, um, but there's no electricity. There's no electricity. Okay. But how's the water running? 
Well, the uh, water could still run. Who's paying for the bill? <laughs> I don't know. Hawks said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this I, is one part I, I understand that a mistake needed to be made in the writing to make sure this scene could happen. Well, without the scene, the rest of it doesn't happen. So yeah. she had to be the first one. And and the boobs right afterwards were such a ridiculous way to show them. <laughs> so we'll get into them. And I think, it, no, I know what you're talking about. So we'll talk about that because it's actually flash forward. Kind of mind blowing, like how little subtle the scene. It like plays out like the whole movie. And I, when I was watching today, I'm like, holy crap. So then we cut to it's uh, Kimberly's in the shower. And Jessica comes in and spooks her, Melissa Moore. And the girl goes, I thought you were. She's like, Hockstetter? You thought it was Hockstetter? And then she takes her top off, <laughs> jiggles her boobs and says, do I look like Hockstetter? And you got to tell me, it wasn't funny when the girl said back, I don't know, I've never seen Hockstetter. <laughs> that was good. Now, that is funny. I mean, but but she's got a point. Maybe Hox, maybe he's got boobs. Well, uh huh, uh huh. I it, that's what's crazy. That whole thing. It was just like, and then we cut. Boom, Janie and Suzanne. Boom, <laughs> they're just, and then they're just talking naked. And then this is what again. How does this happen? So the, Janie is revealing earlier. Hey, people got brutally murdered in this house five years ago. And then this where Suzanne goes, "Oh, I remember my dad used to talk about this." Holy shit. Why are yeah. you that? Yeah. And 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 the way Janie her boobs, she was talking about what was she talking about? Like painting the house or something. As her 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 top is hanging off, staring in the mirror, she's having a normal conversation with her friend. Like there was no reason for it to be hanging down. It was just hanging down, so it's my turn to show my boobs. Well, it's a perfectly good reason for that to be <laughs> two perfectly good reasons. I get it. <laughs> I looked her up. I was hoping she was in another sequel so I could reach out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did reach out to the Australian girl or whatever. Oh, okay. So we'll see. No, I just think honestly in this movie, like again, this is like the genre, the eighties, like uh, sex exploitation, like splatter horror movies. Like that's what these movies are. But all these people, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, they should have won Oscars, but they were like all good in their roles. You were like, Hey, this is like a floozy sorority girl Janie's like the tough one and they all played like the perfect well, the, the girl at the end to me was definitely the best actress out of all of them yeah i mean she, she I, like she definitely she definitely acted a little bit more than the other ones you know i mean uh and i i didn't expect her to be the one to make it to the end like i, I, I yeah you know like i i was totally off i i figured yeah i don't know who but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so then they're all they all converge and then her Gail Harris, uh, Linda, the last one to like show her boobs, she's just in the room where they're all gonna hang out. So she doesn't even get her own like boob room. She's just <laughs> in where the fires go in, there's candles everywhere. And then they walk in just when she puts her top on, and then they're like, Hey, uh, you wanna you wanna sit down? They pull the Ouija board out, and then they're like, Oh, you guys want some stale beer? And they're like, Yeah, and then just well, like I mean- First of all, she's wearing a see-through nighty kind of thing with all her friends, and then the other one that put took a shirt off. I, again, I don't remember the names at all, but she took a she took a very small shirt off, only to put another small shirt back on. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
I think that was uh, I'm trying to think what her name was. I think that was Susie. So, do you think these girls, uh, or just girls in general, is this where they when they hang out and have sleepovers? They all just wear underwear and like small shirts and. Well, I'm not going like, to believe anything else. I, I mean, you know. I'm, I'm hoping God, I mean, I haven't gone to too many guy slumber parties, but I mean, I'm wondering, do they walk around in there like jock straps and like underwear and like same way? Banana hammock and guinea teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I love just like Jessica's line. They're like, do you want the hard stuff? She's like, tequila? You bet. There's just like so many of these lines. Again, they shot this movie in seven days, you know? And I don't know if that includes like what I mentioned, the writing. And the, I guess you can't the, include the writing and the casting, but you know, I think some of these scenes that we see, they're probably, all right, that's good. It's like, oh no, I want to try to do that again. They're like, no. We don't have time. <laughs> well, I, I do think she's definitely an alcoholic because she drinks a lot of tequila in this movie. She does. A lot. And he, and when she, and later on, we're not there yet, but when she drinks that tequila, it's like she's drinking iced tea. Yes. Well, Oh, yeah. And then when Jamie is sharing it, it's like... Uh, that's, what, that's what I was talking about, the oh, black hair one. Yeah. yeah. Jamie does have... Uh, we'll get into that. So <laughs> so then they're playing a Ouija board, which, man, I hate this. Like, I really hate those things. Like, because I'm scared of them. And in movies, I get freaked out about them. Because it seems like people, no matter what happened with them in horror movies or any movie, it's just like they're like, oh, that can't be it. But when you're playing with it and the plastic eyepiece flies into the it's plastic flies in the fire and explodes you it's not right that's usually in the movie a ouija board never works out in the positive way you know that's no, first of all of course but I, I like somebody ever did a ouija board and they're like all right hey everything's good everything's great we're gonna have a great <laughs> i did laugh at this part though when they were spelling yes colin <laughs> and she goes colon Right? Is that <laughs> yeah, colon yuck? <laughs> so they thought she thought when they were calling the spirit, and 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 she didn't spell like they spelled it C O L I N, and she's like yeah. colon yuck. <laughs> but I love to put that joke in there. They talked to a spirit named Colin to find Hoxton. <laughs> well, I I was I like was Colin. I was wondering if Colin was in the first movie. Maybe like that could have been a throwback, but probably not. No, there's no association with this movie at all. And then Jamie brushes the whole thing off. She goes, it was probably just like an electrical charge or something. That's not not science. That doesn't happen. And then then they have a tickle fight. Eyepiece fly into the fire. Again, clue number three, you got to get out of the house. Out. I'm out. Out. Yeah. And then they have a little tickle fight right afterwards. They do have a tickle fight. And then right away, like, I don't know what time it is, but they're like, fuck it, let's go to bed. And then all the girls are like, oh, Jessica, we're so jealous of you and Eddie. And I'm like, that guy's a douchebag. Like, seriously, like, what, why? She's in a sorority. She's getting a boyfriend, right? And then the other girls are like the opposite. They're like, I just want to fill this room up with wall-to-wall men, and we can just pick and choose whichever one we want. I love hearing women talk like that. There's always that double standard. You have a guy hooks up with like 40 girls. It's like, yeah, man, you rock. If a girl hooks up with 40 guys, it's like, that's gross. Well, this is the 80s. A little different then. 80s, it was okay. It was (laughs) was encouraged. 
And then is this the same scene where she gives a massage? Oh yeah. This is yeah. So then we cut to Janie. I guess they're closer with each other. I guess Janie and Well, until the truth comes out. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> the fact that they were giving them such, that was just like I guess they both have a rough day. They really didn't move much in because the movies are coming. But you know, it was it was very stressful with the house. Well, I mean, what I mean, this gotta be pretty late at night, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It must be because they got there and it was light out, but they really right. didn't do much. How long is a new shower take? <laughs> wait, wait. How long is a new shower take? You mean compared to like a clothes shower? <laughs> wait. You shower naked? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You don't have a laundry? You don't have a washing machine? So you just you shower it with your clothes on and then you wash it and you're done? That is true. Yeah. And then I stand okay. outside for like seven hours. I must be doing it wrong all this time. <laughs> uh, I mean, like uh, maybe erotic showers but so how, how long does all that take because they were like at the same time they were throwing their boobs like not for us but at the same time well it was a trickle down so like you know it, they didn't show the boobs all the same moment it was definitely different times so um yeah uh, you know what i'm thinking like it's it's got to be at least midnight right at least no yeah, no, yeah, no, I guess it has to be. I don't know. Oh, what my concern is that the, well, the, electric, the electrician's coming in a couple hours Yeah, at six o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> Oh, that's why they went to bed. They were like, oh, yeah, so it must have been late because that's what they said. They're like, hey, let's go to bed because yeah. the movers are coming and the electrician's coming. <laughs> oh, my God. That's unbelievable. So, yeah, you're mentioning it. So, uh, Susie is massaging Janie and then. Susie slips and says, oh, I learned this trick from Billy McGuire. And Jeannie's like, Billy, I thought you were seeing Chad. And she's like, oh, no, me and Chad are done seeing each other. But So now I'm with Billy now. And she's like, well, I'm with Billy. She's like, but you guys aren't dating, right? And then she like, storms off. How do they not know that? They're sorority sisters. The way for her to ask, you know, say that. I think Susie's Susie's probably, I would guess she's the slut of the group. So you think Susie's a floozy? Susie is the flu. <laughs> and the fact that she wouldn't even, because earlier when they talked about it, because we, it wasn't like a big scene, but Jessica goes outside and is talking to Susie. And she's like, I've been seeing Billy McGuire. And she's like, oh, Jamie's with Billy McGuire. And she's like, but they're not like together together. And she's like, you shouldn't tell her. How do you slip like that? Was Susie the tough one? Like the tough, like, like kind of like she was a short one, right? She's short kind of acted sure, like she's the one the massage redhead yeah i i I, th- I thought she was gay like she seemed like very tough like manly like i i didn't i didn't get her to be like the the floozy but apparently she was she was well billy mcguire knows that is true listen well, billy billy could be a girl oh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> i mean based on what's going on in this house i wouldn't be surprised yeah <laughs> <laughs> So then Janie's like, screw this. She grabs that bottle of tequila that looks like iced tea. That happened to be just sitting right on the banister. <laughs> right. And 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 they they the, the scene went on for a while for drinking it. Like she would take a big slug and then put it down. Then take another big big sip, put it down. Like this went on. Like she did it like five times. You know, with nothing else going on. Yeah. So I know. Obviously, we know that it's a horror movie. Like it's something that's gonna happen. But dude, I I love this first like kill because 
it was pretty cool. I don't know. I really expect it like really corny, like ones that don't really like, not like it showed too much, but it was cool seeing that side angle of her and then getting ripped over the counter and then the camera flip and you see her flying over the back. And then at that point, you're like, who's doing this? Well, I, I, I do like the, the blood splatters that keep happening. <laughs> like someone standing off screen, just throwing the, the paint against the wall. No, I didn't. I was going to take a picture of it. I'll, maybe I'll add it into a clip. If we, what, know. seeing someone in the background? No, in the bottom right of that scene. I have in, a mark. In the attic. In the attic. No, I'm talking about that one. When Jamie gets killed in the kitchen and you see the blood squirt, you can see like in the bottom of the camera, like a little tube where everything's like getting pumped from. Because you could see another one. I thought I saw something in the attic. And the attic one too. So it's probably in every, if you, we go back and watch it again, you probably see it in every scene. I might watch it again. I don't know. Maybe. Yeesh. You don't watch it again. <laughs> Honey, you sleeping? <laughs> you, okay. you probably know exactly which scenes to just fast forward to. So you have like a 10 minute mark, the, the, the 14 point, you know, 30, you know, you know exactly where you're not, you're not watching a whole movie. Well, not for nothing. It's only, it's only an hour and 15 minutes. I can get through all of it. But uh, yeah, I, again, our favorite with the chair, she's gone. She's the first one out. So you have four babes left. Yeah, I was I was a little annoyed at that one. Yeah, but it had to happen. So then Su- Susie, she feels bad about it. Obviously, we, you know, Billy McGuire, man. Is Billy worth it? I don't know. Maybe he is. He has a charming smile, but who cares? So she grabs a gigantic flashlight. Then she goes looking for her. Then we see again that shadowy figure just like creeping around the outside of the house. Which we'll, <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that later because that's kind of confusing now. But then Susie finds that bottle shattered all over the ground, which I guess that could have ended up there. But she, but she, in that part, she's picking up like a couple pieces of glass at a time and just like looking at it, like studying it. Like when that bottle that was broken, she takes one piece up. She's looking at it. She puts it down. She takes. She does it about three times and then like leaves. The, the, yeah, I, I I didn't know what she was doing. Again, maybe filler. Maybe like listen, you you are gonna look at this bottle, but don't leave too quick. You got to give us. You know, we got we got to get like at least thirty seconds out of this. You know what would have made me like laugh my ass off? If she did that. Picked it up three times. Like she's like, this is broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> But then from there, she finds out, and she runs upstairs, and then tells all the girls, like, oh, my God, Janie's missing. Where is she? Again, Tess is pretty big. Like, usually sometimes you watch movies, and you see the house from the outside. And then when they're showing the rooms, you're like, this can't be the same house. But this house is, like, super monster. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. So then they start hunting no. around the house. And the killer, whoever they may be, cleaned up pretty good, right? Nothing left there. No blood. That was pretty no footsteps. Good. Nothing. Yeah, I mean that that how much time happened between the first kill and like you know going back to the kitchen? I don't know because they she ran upstairs to tell the girls they scream. So it was a couple minutes. So again, we'll talk about this later. Because <laughs> now I'm really confused about it, like how that could have happened. But I mean, I I, I get blood in, like on a shirt. I can't get it out. Let let what do what? What are you doing? Are you oh, shaving or what? Are you saying like killing the missing joggers in the park? <laughs> All right, whatever. I'm just saying, you know, blood is not easy to get out. And there was a huge splatter. Except if you use Tide. 
<laughs> Ty, if you're listening, hook us up with a bottle or some Tide Pods. Was Tide around in 1980? I would hope so. That, yeah. All the killers are using it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great commercial. <laughs> like Jason and Michael Myers and all them. And Freddie. <laughs> Blood on my green spots on my sweater. That'd be amazing, honestly. Meanwhile, so Susie goes up to the so why would they're all in pairs? They go upstairs. Susie and Jessica goes go upstairs in the attic, and she's like, Jessica, go downstairs. I'll look around all by myself. There's a lot of splitting up in this movie for no reason. Always. Like, oh. why don't you stay in a big group? Well, the, I mean, the one part, they do hang out together for a little bit, but I mean, later on. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, as a guy, I would not want to go. I, even now as an adult, I don't like going to the basement with turning the lights off. You know, oh, hey, you always got to run back upstairs. So, you know, let alone being in a house with a, with a you know, where a murder was. Yeah. Always. And it's funny that what we said in the beginning, that thing I read that across the streets of people under the stairs house growing up at my parents' house, there was a uh, slats on the one wall and there was like a little like hideaway behind it. And there was like gaps. And it reminded me of people under the stairs, the guy's eyeballs would be like, put it on. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah. So this, again, a total fear of mine, like walking in the woods. Cause you never know. Like I go hiking a lot. Yeah. Like, traps. Dude, when she steps in that bear trap, Again, it could have just been blood thrown on it, not even too much makeup. Just the thought of it. Oh. Yeah. No, that, that to me, the bear trap, anytime you see it in a movie, is always a cringe, such a cringy kind of thing. How about this? What if Bouchard set that bear trap? <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's, <laughs> yeah, she could have screamed and anybody here, I guess, obviously not. And then she gets ripped away. You see the hook again. I love the weapon of choice. There's just reminds me of, you know, later, I know you did last summer, maybe another yep. movie did that. I think that's such a cool weapon in horror. I think it's- it is, but I, I don't know how much damage. I mean, like it's so it's it's not like it's on a pole. Like it's it's loose right in your hand. So if you're trying to like, I don't know if it's going to be as damaging as it makes it look. No, it's, it's really not. You got to think it's almost like Captain Hook. If I'm fighting Captain Hook, he punches me with it. It's just gonna be like a punch. Yeah, but, but Captain Hook, I'm, I'm assuming he has it. He has it screwed into his arm. Yeah. Here, here you're holding it uh, like loose, like a pencil. Oh, you know, yeah, so that, true. you know, what I'm saying so. There's no pressure behind it. So you know, not that I know from experience. I'm just saying it, there's no pressure behind it. So you know. No, I'm just saying if you're, you'd have to almost like swing and pull. Right. Like you couldn't just like stab like a normal weapon. Yeah. So and, and, and even that, I, even if you swing and pull, I don't know how, how real, like, again, how strong you're going to be. If it's not screwed onto something, it's, it's going to be flimsy in your hand. You know, I don't know. It's a bad choice. Maybe we'll just like pull like a thread on your shirt. And you'll be like, ow, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So then she gets hooked. She, she's gone. So, so here's my favorite part of the movie. It's so exciting. We get talk about her. So when they go to the strip club, <laughs> So who did that? So the stripper that was on stage when we first saw it, who, who did that look like to you? First look. Do you have anybody in mind? All right. No. Paula Abdul. She looked just like Paula Abdul. And I was like, dude, go back and watch it. I'm not even kidding. She looked just like her. Wait, the one that survived the first movie? Yeah. Supposedly? Yeah. Paula Abdul? Paula yeah. Abdul, yeah. I don't know about that. Well, turn it up. So she has all the tassels shaking it up. And how about the Saudi men? Oh, but, by the way, she is a good dancer. Oh, she was great. <laughs> so, yeah. The, Paul, I'm talking about Paul Abdul. 
Yeah. Oh, not the girl. <laughs> <laughs> so then you had those Saudi men. They were clearly white guys. <laughs> it looks so ridiculous. Like, I and, and really pointless. But like, it's almost like they they like. All right, we got to have a bunch of different people in this in the scene. What what costumes did they have left over from Slumber Party? You know, whatever. And that's what I, they just put something together because it would clearly it looked like Borat, the guy that does like you know, dresses up. He looked yeah. like, you know, like those guys. So ridiculous. It was, it was Saudi men and bikers. And biker the biker men, gang. Yep. The Saudi men say, take it off, baby. So the cops show up. It's blocked. Well, there's, also an old, there's also an old mafia guy there, too. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like you said, just whatever costumes were sitting in. Because you think about it, they had like the three of those together makes no sense. You had the, the, the sheiks, the mafia guy, and the bikers. Like there's no no common ground for any of them. Let's just, it's almost like a Leslie Nielsen movie, like a, like an airplane. Like you would see that. Would, that's who you would see in an airplane. If airplane had a stripper scene, you're going to see those people in there. <laughs> or in another sense, this is like what the fabric of America is. All men of different walks of life will come together for magic boobs on tassels. And how about when she shows her boobs and one of the bikers flies <laughs> off his chair? Like he just flies back. Like there's like magic or like a force when she opens up her boobs. Or maybe that was the first time he was at a strip bar. Maybe he didn't know what to expect. <laughs> that was his initiation into the biker game. You're going to see some boobs, man. Boobs? I've never seen boobs. What happens when you see boobs? Don't worry, man. You'll be cool. Whoa! He just flies back. It's it's hilarious. I was dying. And then the best line of the whole movie, comedy-wise, is the DJ, which I had to put behind me if you're watching this on video. Uh, the house DJ says, Now, gentlemen, take your hands out of your pockets and do something constructive. Let's have another round of applause for Candy. Ooh, ain't she sweet? <laughs> and then honestly, like when they walked in, they said, oh, we have to talk to a survivor of the of the Hockstetter to see maybe if she knew something about Orville, the neighbor. So I didn't think it was gonna be her. I thought it was just like, hey, they walk in, that girl's on stage. Yep, yep. Whoever the because the other girl they had even better lines for because the guy goes, uh it's, oh, he goes. Her, some of her credits are Gentleman's Companion magazine and a, and and the movie Strip to Kill, Part <laughs> Seven. And more boobs. I thought our boobs are done. Back yeah. to back. No, I. You know, I. Funny, I wrote that down too. The 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 the, the stripper and the strip bar stri, uh, Strip to Kill Part Seven. Yeah, and her name was Satana McVicks. Yep. <laughs> so then candy started talking to the cops and i do love charlie the cop uh, the female cop it's like disgusted she even says about the dj she goes you think i can arrest him and he's like what for being a total creep <laughs> yeah she's she's angry throughout the whole movie this, this line of questioning though made me laugh because he he asks her multiple times about the neighbor and like at least three or four times and then the last time she goes, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> and then she said, <laughs> no, what he, like you said, he asked the same thing three times, but it's kind of like the Austin Powers, maybe like the three times 
But he says, now think hard. <laughs> and she just goes, now you mentioned it. We did see we did see Ketchum lurking around, but he always did that. So really, what she remembered is what she already told him because she said that at the end. I was like, oh, is she gonna like reveal something? Yeah. It's yeah. like nothing at all. <laughs> so that was it. And then this is what I talked about earlier. Block says he's so worried. Then why the freak just go to the house yesterday? Why yeah, this whole again? This whole we don't know why he was called or how he was called, and then yeah, the first wouldn't if if they called about an issue at the house, wouldn't that be the first stop you go to? And even better, when somebody buys a friggin' house, it doesn't happen in a, in an afternoon, right? So wouldn't there be paperwork and stuff? Wouldn't the guy have called him like a week ago? Hey, these these really hot girls that probably want to shower nude together, they're gonna think about buying this house, and then he has seven days to look into, not wait until they move in. That makes, oh man, I found a hole. <laughs> so then we go back to the house. We have three girls left. And again, somebody peeping back into the windows the whole time. And then they think they have to go. Why go downstairs? Well, this, this scene cracked me up when they were, when they were walking up the stairs and you see the, the, the camera view of all three from the bottom, looking at all three of them from legs and ass up. It was like, again, so unnecessary but like so like so necessary but it was just like it was just so funny the view of that it was just like uh, uh, got ridiculous like yeah. so obvious so one thing about this movie like we talked about like the the lines and like they knew what they were making when they were making this but you know it was really good the guy chuck serino he does the music for all of jim wanorski's <laughs> movies the music really you felt like you were watching like you know an 80s horror movie you know the music reminded me of like like the CDs, the Halloween CDs that have all like the ha- Halloween music and like sound effects. Like that's the music sounded like that. It was like it, it was. I actually actually wrote that down in the beginning of of the movie. Like just from the beginning of the, the credits, it was just like funny, corny, but Halloween spooky music. It was just like it, it was very fitting. Yeah, no, everything fit with the scenes. The, yeah, the, no, it was it was yeah. great, and. So, yeah, so how about Linda again? She's, like, so scared to be in that basement anyway. She looks at the girls. They barely even look around in the basement. She goes, satisfied, let's go. And then she looks up because she's getting dripping water on her. And then the killer, you know, strung him up on the basement ceiling just for them to bleed. That's that's pretty (laughs) impressive for the killer to be able to do that. Because, I mean, I'm assuming – a dead, yeah, but a dead body is heavy. You always see people dragging them to wait, be able wait, wait, to lift wait. them. So earlier you talked about blood on your shirt, and now you're saying dead bodies are heavy. I'm just saying, you know, from, from not experience, you know, I just, you know, just from what I from what from what I've heard. Somebody who likes cold cases <laughs> learn about a lot about you right now. Oh, there was no ladder in that. I didn't. Well, there could have been a ladder. Well, the, there were, the basement was so packed with stuff, like it was ridiculous. It really, I, I, it would be great if you saw like a like a camera, like a like a like a movie camera in the basement, it's like some like the actual props behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so then we they run upstairs and they think to call the cops again. The phone's still out. Why would yeah. they try it? I guess they were like, oh, maybe it'll be back on. So they they run outside. They're they say screw the rain, and then for one split second they worry about their clothes. Who cares if somebody's getting murdered in the house? They're like, "Got all of our clothes are upstairs. What are we gonna do?" Well, they they are half naked. 
I mean, they don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, the one standing out there in, in the rain with a wet T-shirt for how long? Like, literally, like, they, they stood out there only until her shirt was completely wet. Like, it was like, that was the scene. Like, he's slowly walking over there when they see the neighbor, which was the slowest walk ever. And they didn't, they didn't run away. They waited for her to be soaking wet, and then they went inside. Yeah. They love Jessica when she's like, I'm going to grab a knife. And they're like, what are you going to do? Why, why are you going to grab a knife? And she's like, I don't know. It will make me feel better. <laughs> and then how comical is that? Because she only had one. And then when they open the door and they see Orville, she has three knives in one hand. Who's Jessica? The twin? Uh, Melissa Moore. Okay. The tall one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the well, I mean, they kind of like when she was talking about it, she was standing by the window with like the, the lightning going like, you know, first of all, I thought she was going to get it. I thought she was going to get like the he was gonna, like the killer was going to come to the window or something like that. Oh, but she yeah. was standing right there, you know, but that didn't happen. No, I thought I thought we were going to get one of those. Like, I really thought we were going to get a good. Yeah, because there were so many times he was lurking by the window. So you like, but she was like, they kept zooming in on her, and she was standing by the window with the rain, the 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 lightning, and like, yeah, I thought something was gonna happen. Yeah, and then they think, hey, what should we do now? This guy's outside. Let's sit in a circle, holding knives. So if somebody did come in, you'd have to get up anyway. Why not stand in a circle? Maybe like where they used to fight, like the olden times with swords. But no, let's all sit here. Okay, so here I have a problem with the creepy neighbor. So we don't, you know, they think he's the murderer. We don't know what's going on. Why isn't he talking? Well, he does have some kind of issue with talking. Well, we're breathing. We, we, he, he has an issue with breathing because he's breathing very heavy every time he's walking up the stairs. <laughs> so maybe he's still trying to catch his breath from that brisk walk from across the street. But yeah, wouldn't he like sit, yell something? But we don't know. Maybe. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet. But yeah, and then somebody's knocking on the window trying to get in, and then the chain lock alone is stopping them. So they're not able to get in because of the chain lock. And so I do love this because, you know, again, they shot this in seven days. I love that they are saying everything that's happening outside. They probably just didn't want to shoot it, or they didn't have that footage from Slumberhouse Massacre, they're like, sounds like they're climbing the drain pipe. They're like, Kimberly, <laughs> Kimberly, tell me you closed all the windows. And she's like, I don't know. I, I, I was scared. And then this is where I first thought. I was like, I don't think Orville Ketchum is climbing that drain pipe. <laughs> what, you, you, don't, you don't think that guy could uh, climb a tree? No, well, maybe a tree because it's like a big bear. But I don't know about a drain pipe. And then this is where I thought wheels were turning. I'm like, Eddie, why do we meet Eddie? Right? Like, what was the, really the purpose of meeting Eddie? So I was like, dude, Eddie. Eddie's the I, one. I, I totally forgot about Eddie this entire movie. I, I really did. Once he drove off, I totally I totally forgot he was even in the picture. So at, at this point, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Um I I you know, I I I didn't think it was uh, the creepy neighbor, but I just didn't know, like I wasn't too sure what was going on right now. Yeah, yeah, so, so- so then they finally get all the way up in the attic. They notice like the windows open. And again, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, for like a horror movie, looking down, they see like a wet footprint. And then like that bugs Kimberly out. She she runs right down the stairs, which why? Why would that be their first thing? Why would you run away? Wait, so this made me think. So there's a wet footprint, which means yeah. the killer's wearing shoes. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> no, no, I, there's like a few of them that we'll go back to in okay. a little bit. All right. All right. Anyway, she runs, she runs down the stairs and Jessica follows behind her. And Orville, he is, he's waiting there right at the thing. He's in the house and he's like. And not saying anything. I know, not at all. I mean, he could have saved a lot of trouble if he just said. <laughs> I know. And he's, yeah. So then. Yeah, dude. And then there's candles lit all over the bathroom and Kimberly's just sitting there. And then we get a person that's punching through the door wearing a black cloak. It's like a black cloak. It almost looks like, and I know we did last summer, like that fisherman, yep, yep. Gordon the fisherman, uh, yep. you know, black cloak, punching through the flannel and killing Kimberly. So this is where I'm like, all right, this can't be what we're thinking, you know? Like, what what's happening right now? Right. And now, so there's only two left now, right? Two are left, yeah. Okay. And Orville. And Orville, yeah. Hmm. So Orville. And, and, you know, it's, again, you know what? Honestly, I, I still, I, even, I, I haven't even thought about who the killer was. I just, I would just, well, the movie was just so, like, like in my face. I was like, I, I wasn't even paying attention, like, I wasn't even thinking like and most like murder mysteries, whatever. I'm like, all right, it's gotta be this guy. I honestly was not even thinking like who the killer was. I was just like watching a movie. Are you saying, so you were really just putting yourself in the killer's shoes. Again, uh, I'm just saying, you know, if I, if, if I was, you know, like OJ wrote the book, you know, if I, if I, if I did do it. So <laughs> you know all right moving on so then linda comes down the stairs and she's like looking for everybody kimberly jessica come out now then she finds that bloody bathroom and then boom one last time we get to see you know boobs and then she goes right back in the tub i kind of skipped over so this is where linda is in the attic orville's just looking around not again not saying anything and linda just pops out of nowhere this is where i i i again lit to me she just turned like she became a badass and like you know the way she this whole like end scene or getting closer like she was awesome like she really like to me again the acting wasn't great in this movie but i think she did a very good job of what she was doing like you know she turned it around i think it was pretty cool yeah and you get that and it was pretty it was like again we're thinking this whole time which i'm not going to reveal yet but like it was like, holy shit, this guy who's the creepy guy that's staring at them, maybe peeping in the windows. She stabs him in the chest. He like goes back against the thing. And why you know, he fought back. And then he gets like, and then he just like passed out on the ground, knife in his chest. And then you expected it, because killers never die the first time. Well, <laughs> this guy. Uh his eyes open up, and then within seconds, she grabs a chain. That's just sitting there and chain and does the job of the hut. Princess Leia choke. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, when I, when I first saw this, I've been like, this is, this is job of the hut. I mean, like, you know, I'm not saying he, he's big. I'm just saying the way the, she does it. She looks like she's pulling the way Princess Leia did it. It's like hundred percent. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yes. So yeah. So that happens. And then when, after Linda goes to the bathroom, discover Kimberly's dead body in the tub, 
Orville flies in the into the bathroom and then she kills him again. He has the chain air attack. He has a death swirly. I was gonna say he got, he got the swirly. Wow. He died three <laughs> well, times, sort of. Well more than that. Well, no, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so then Linda goes downstairs. She finds the Ouija board propped up. The phone rings. The phone's ringing. So how does the phone work like that? This is this is his wife. Put Clive on the phone. Whoa. So it's Hockstetter's wife, dead wife calling from the Ouija board? This this movie became like again, I guess they needed to try to find some kind of conclusion, so they had to like bind it all together because now it's like just getting all over the place. Oh yeah. And then so then we hear like a sound coming from the basement. It sounds like Jessica, and she's like, quicker. Quicker, come quicker. Oh, no, yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't sound like her. Like, it, it so does not sound like her oh, no, friend. No, you're right. But it's like this really low whisper. So you right, know. right. Yeah. So why would you keep going to that? Like, it, you know, it's, yeah. I guess she just murdered a guy and saw her friends all dead. So maybe she was like kind of freaked out. But then she goes, I got to catch him, Jessica. It's safe now. And then, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I was blown away when Jessica... Melissa Moore is talking and it's not her talking. It's <laughs> in like, a, again, not wearing the black cloak. So yep. I don't understand that. Was she wearing shoes? I don't know. If she was wearing shoes. So now that we revealed it's her, that she's the killer. She's possessed by Hockstetter all from the Ouija board game. Cause they called out that anyway. So yeah. So, okay. Who was looking in the windows? One. Well, I'm going to say, without a doubt, it's definitely the creepy neighbor. So I, I just think he's just, Ketchum the whole time? I think, no, I think Ketchum is, is just a peeper. So I, I think, you know, he had nothing to do with the killing. So I think they're trying to make it look like it was the killer doing both. I just think Ketchum was creeping the whole time. Oh, maybe he was. Yeah, maybe. And then he he's, a peep, he's a peeper. So the killer and him had nothing to do with it. Like, they're two separate people. So I think there's a peeper and, and there's a killer. Okay, so how did Jessica, I guess she, all of her friends fell asleep in that room when they were talking about the wall-to-wall men and she was able to sneak out to get into the kitchen to kill Janie? Well, she's also the tallest one. So for her, like, she's the biggest one. So she's the more believable to carry them up to the ceiling and hang them. That is true. You know, I mean, it's definitely, if, if you said it was the short girl, then I would, you know, it's less believable, but she's tall. So, you know. So now we kind of mentioned a little bit before, but how great of a, of the writing of the line earlier when she goes, oh, I thought you were Hockstetter, and she pulls her top down. She goes, Hockstetter, okay. and then she turned out to be yeah. – that was great. That's funny. Yeah. So then, again, they have, like, a little bit of a fight, like, back and forth. And you did notice now, like, when you, that was revealed, you did go back, like, when she was grabbing the knives – she was acting like a little weird, you know. Or again, when that scene when she was in the attic and and the, and she was standing by the window, yeah. like you could see her face, like she was again definitely acting weird, you know. Hundred percent. Signs were there, we just didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then when she goes, Linda, please call me Clive. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, dude. And then they fight. And honestly, for some of these movies that we covered, there are like, and I'm sure they did all these. It's not. It's not like it's super intense, like the end of like uh, Escape Plan Three. It's not like it was that, 
but they were like fighting and they did the classic WWF like double knockout when they ran into each other. Oh my god. No, you know, I again the the, the Australian girl or whatever, she, she was awesome. She you know what she she took on everybody. You know, she was uh she was pretty tough. Yeah, I love when she was sitting there because they were both knocked out. So Linda got up and she was able to crawl in the other room. But I thought it was sort of super creepy. It was like Freddy-esque with the finger blades like, yep, on, the, yep. on the boiler. When she like just starts dragging that hook on the wall, I'm like, holy shit. And then that, now we're at the beginning of the movie. She's like, you got to remember. You got to remember. <laughs> and then Clive, creepy. Because so creepy was not. So Clive was not only a murderer of his family. He was also a creeper because his line goes, if I were in a man's body right now, we could have a little fun. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Like, yeah. And then well, why they, can't he have fun in the, why can't he have fun in a woman's body? <laughs> that is true. I, I mean, you know, what would be the first thing? Take advantage of it while you could. See, that would have been a funny line, right? If he was like, hey, I never had one of these before. And he starts squeezing his boobs, right? Wouldn't that be the first thing? <laughs> well, they've done they've done things like that, like in eighteen again, or like the like father like son, like you know, like I think it was was it eighteen again, or Freaky Friday, or one of those when the like, the kid became a mom and she had boobs all of a sudden, or something. I don't know. Yeah, but that's not a man <laughs> like having boobs for the first time. What do you do? Oh, 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 doesn't Tom Hanks look down his underwear when he gets bigger and big? Oh, I think he does, right? He does. <laughs> so then we get Ketchum still alive, run, comes, appears in the doorway. <laughs> my neighbor. I'm like, oh my god! I like. What was their like reasoning behind not being able to kill this guy? He just wanted him to not die. <laughs> Jim Wynorski wrote it. He goes, "I just want him not to die, like for the comedy of it." So it is funny. It is. It's just I like, love. I love every second of it. I love yeah. that he pulls the knife from his own you know, <laughs> stomach, stabs Jessica in the. And it's almost like I wonder. Okay, so we go from it being a spirit possessed in a body, like in like a Ouija board. It's been done in total, total movies. Then it's like the movie Fallen ish, the way it goes from the one body to the other. Well, that's probably how it happens. I mean, if you're going to kill the, it's like Chucky, right? Is it in a way like so? If you're going to kill the host, it's got to go somewhere else, you know, because you're not killing the spirit; you're killing the host. No, you're, that is true. And there's a movie that we covered that, that I remember talking about. Fallen. What movie was that? A body transfer movie that we covered. Oh, Jason. Oh yeah, Jason goes down. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you know. So to the fact that she gets so. Jessica's neck is getting sliced again by Linda. And she goes, Linda? So she's normal again. And then and then and then right, is that where we see Linda like fall into the corner? And that's Yes, she goes, she falls into like these boxes or whatever. And then that's when the cops come. Yeah, so we cut to the morning and yep. the cops walk in, find catch him dead. Jessica with a knife. Well, was he dead? <laughs> <laughs> No, he opened his eyes. Doesn't he open his eyes again? Well, now, yeah, he does in like a second. Oh. One of my favorite things, I like these random lines. How about the mover? He goes, I got here at 530. So this asshole, no matter what, they, like they were scheduled to be there at six. I know people want to move in, but dude, you're going to come that much earlier. So they're waking up. They're just like. Does it really make a difference? If, if it's 6 a.m., I think 530 is really not going to be that much of a difference. 
By the way, he goes, I found him like this. I didn't touch anything, I swear. And then he's like, I'm going to vomit. Comes <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> but then Linda pops out of the corner, comes newspapers again, whatever was left on set from Slower Party Massacre. But yeah, hits the boxes and she's just standing there looking kind of weird. And then boom, catch him, pops up and grabs the cop. This cop sucks. And he's able to let this freaking guy that's half dead probably grab the gun and shoot her up. I have to be honest, the way she looked at the end of the movie, she looked a little grotesque. Like she didn't look, you know, she she looked a little different. She didn't look her same. She looked possessed, obviously, but yeah. they made her look ugly. Like I, I was a little, uh, you know, she looked good the whole movie, but. Eesh. What a way to go. So then, <laughs> so then the fact, again, that I know the cop had the hunch that it was really catching that did it. But obviously we know it's not. But the fact that the cops. He didn't even have the gun in his hand anymore, right? No. When he got popped with the, sh- they unloaded like seventeen shotgun, you know, shells into him. So you're like, holy shit, dude! What a way to go! This guy's like sort of saving the day, and then he gets like blown away. Does he open his eyes again or no? <laughs> yes. So, <he's> not- <laughs> so, so again, all right. So then they go. So block again. He's not a good actor. He puts his fingers on his neck. He goes. Get get an ambulance. This man is alive. <laughs> I love it. it says the end. And then a question mark comes in. Yep, <laughs> yep. What's it, he, I'm assuming he wasn't in the third movie. Okay. So did you watch after the credits? I did. So oh, you did. I, well, well, I saw the part with the when he was in the hospital. And was that was that the dancer with him from the first yes. movie? That was Paul Abdul, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I didn't, I, I didn't understand. Like, I mean, I don't know what they were doing. Like, why were they together? Like, I didn't understand that. <laughs> no, it made no sense whatsoever. How did he get a girl? Oh, maybe because she felt guilty for accusing him of doing the murders. Maybe. All right, you're getting too Good deep. For him. <laughs> but how did you, like, you like in the credits when it said all the people's names and it said Orville Ketchum as himself? <laughs> it's so stupid. I want that but, shirt. But they made a third one, right? Something like that. Okay. The third, third one, he, I don't know. It, it's supposed to be almost the same script, but in a high-rise building. It's called Hard to Die. So it's like Die Hard. Most of the same girls, I think three out of the five girls came back. Definitely oh, really? Linda, definitely Jessica. Playing different roles, though, or? Probably whatever popular name was. I think they filmed <laughs> it like in a few months after this. So it's just in a high-rise just lots of guns and stuff they find yeah people like that that's one awesome. was ketchup in it or no yeah he's the best oh, that's all. Oh. or is he or is he <laughs> i don't know but that's awesome again, i after credit scenes were obviously like so they're so popular now they're like so rare back in the day but the, i love that you have this newscaster talking about this guy that's accused of murder but he's like mm-hmm. the cops couldn't accumulate enough evidence against him so he's free to go. And he goes, good luck, Orville. <laughs> I'm like, wait, would you like say good luck? Did somebody on the news like, go, good luck, OJ? Like talk per- and talk personally to them. Like it's just- <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was Sorari House Massacre, too. So I had so much fun to talk about this movie. What, would you tell somebody to check it out? It's, again, it's free on YouTube. 
Why, why you, you know what? I mean, it just because if you, it, it's such a, I mean, listen, it's not a good movie. Uh, it's entertaining just for the purpose of it making fun of itself. Um, listen, if you, if you I, I would say if you, you got a, a couple of buddies over, you're drinking beers, you want to laugh at a f- stupid movie, watch it. I don't know if like sitting down with your wife, it's a, a good, you know, husband and wife movie. Um, but it's, listen, it's, I've never seen anything like it. I, I've never gotten into the slasher 80s movies like this. And uh, this again, this is going on the list of like, I think five movies we've done that are just so weird. Like I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And what, one thing I really do appreciate, like some weird movies that we watch, they, you're like, pause. Oh my God, I'm only here. This movie really moved. I, again, it's a short movie. It's an hour and 15 minutes. I think it's like an hour and 11, like without the, full end credit part but it moved like well i think i think the purpose of spreading out the boobs also helps so you know if you put them all at once like you know one big shower scene then it's gonna be you know the movie's gonna drag but if you spread it out a little bit it doesn't seem as long they teach that at nyu in film school (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so no i definitely why not watch it it's again it's enjoyable there's fun lines in it like there's some people that you know what I mean. So like the DJ, those lines, like the talking about like the part seven of that movie. It's just a, it's such a it just a, again it's such a different kind of movie. I mean it, it's it's silly, you know. It's definitely worth watching, you know. You know it's 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 something of uh, you know. I don't know if I could watch all three of them, you know. I think I'm happy I watch this one, but I don't know if I could watch other ones. Oh no! If we get if if we get Gail Harris uh, who played Linda, we got to do Hard to Die. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what I can do. Yeah. So that, so that was, uh, that was Sorority House Massacre 2. Next movie sequel. And believe it or not, <laughs> they made another film after Munchie and it's Munchie Strikes Back. And I made my buddy Nick, who reviewed Munchie, have to do this again. He even emailed me like a few months back, even though after I, interview director and writer uh, Jim Wynorski. He was like, oh, we should, you guys should do like a John Wick sequel. I'll do one of those. I'm like, yeah, but first you got to do this. And I just sent him a YouTube link and it was for the trailer to Munchies. Oh. Again, it's free on YouTube, which is great. And Jim Wynorski, like the guy's credits are amazing. The first big movie he wrote was Screwballs. Uh, wrote, directed Choppy Mall, Return of the Swamp Thing, Ghoulies 4, and a ton of Skinamax movies that People will probably never admit they watch, but like the Bear Wench Project, Busty Cops, <laughs> Hills, Hills Have Thighs. But man, so we have Munchie Strikes Back. And one thing I'm going to mention to you, Jamie, because I'm sure you didn't watch a lot about it. So it's Leslie and uh, Dawn. Uh, Dawn Fauntleroy's Fal- wife is the mom in this. And the voice is not Dom DeLuise. It's Howard Hessman from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, my goodness. I'm thoroughly excited for that. So you haven't seen it yet? I have not. I just watched the beginning right. scene, and it's not. I don't even know. I to watch the beginning scene of a movie, and you feel like you're in the middle of it. That's that's what I'm ready for. Uh, does it does it show any kind of like continuation of the su- second movie? I'm gonna guess just giving Jim Wynorski. No, <laughs> I'm gonna guess it doesn't open up with Munchie flying a commercial airplane that they stole. That'd be great. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. 
Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night.